Although I'll share like a looming thought I have once in a while is what will I do when I turn 30 and I'm still podcasting? This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hello friends, welcome to this week's episode of Hello 20s. I have been looking at the statistics of the podcast and I saw there's one episode that has gained some interest and it's my introduction episode. The very first episode I put out. I definitely cringed a little bit when I saw that episode was gaining quite a few downloads the past few months because I released that about four and a half years ago. I definitely have grown and changed since then but also I don't typically listen back to the episodes that I release so I was a little worried about what I had talked about in that episode and if I shared anything that was embarrassing to look back on but I feel like most of the time when you look back on anything most of the time you are a little bit embarrassed Um, so I decided to actually listen to um, that episode last week to see what I talked about and thank goodness it was short and sweet. However, it did give me the idea to do an episode to reintroduce myself because it's been four and a half years now and I thought it would be a good time because I started this podcast my senior year of college and what is crazy to think is that four years ago this month, I was getting ready to graduate college. And I didn't even realize that it was almost four years ago this month that I was graduating college until I sat down and um, was planning this episode. So with the new listeners that are joining us on this podcast and those who recently started listening, I wanted to reintroduce myself since the first, you know, introduction was four years ago and give you a little bit more insight of who I am as your host. So as you may know, my name is Yan. My last name is pronounced Q, like the letter in the alphabet, just Q. People get it wrong very often. (laughs) And they seem to always put the U before the I, even though when I spell it out to them, I'm like, it's Q-I-U. They always put it as Q-U-I. I remember in middle school, actually, we were signing yearbooks and half of my yearbook Like people already spelled my last name as Q-U-I instead of Q-I-U that when I was looking back, I was like, wait, how do I actually spell my last name? So for a moment, even I was confused as to how to spell my last name. (laughs) Um, Well, anyways, I think Enneagrams and Myers-Briggs personality types are interesting. So whenever someone tells me theirs, I get a little joy out of it because I do believe that these types of personality tests or whatever you may call them give you some clues to how someone is like. Of course, it's like not absolute and we each have our, you know, we each have other characteristics that make us unique and who we are but nonetheless I always think it's fun to just get a peek of someone's personality based on their Enneagram or their Myers-Briggs so I'll share with you mine 
I am a type 7 of the Enneagram and I am a INFJ in the Myers-Briggs. Last year, I learned more about what it means to be a Enneagram 7 and it really helped me understand why I am the way that I am. For example, this is what they say about 7s. So the 7s are the enthusiasts. They are wide-eyed and full of energy. Okay, hold on. Before I continue, full of energy when I am recharged, okay? Because <laughs> sometimes when I am not recharged, I am not full of energy, especially um, as we go forward and talk about the um, Myers-Briggs. I am an introvert, so I need like a good ample amount of time alone to be full energy. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Anyways, it says, um, wide-eyed and full energy, every step of life's journey is a adventure for the enthusiast, optimistic, and boundlessly curious. They enjoy seeking out new experiences and living life to the fullest through each moment. The focus area for Enneagram 7s are exploring, experiencing, and energizing. The basic goal of a Enneagram 7 is to live an exciting and fulfilling life filled with joy and opportunity. And the basic fear of a 7 is to become trapped in menial drudgery and succumb to boredom. The fear of being trapped and succumb to boredom was a big realization for me because I've always wondered, why do I do so much? Why does it seem like I have so many hobbies or new interests? Why can't I just like stick to one thing for the rest of my life? <laughs> like why can't I just chill for a bit, right? And after reading more about what it means to be a seven, I have concluded that it is due to the fear of boredom. Um, that could stem from when I was little. I had to go to my uncle's restaurant every day, so I had to find ways to entertain myself. I wasn't just going to sit there till the restaurant closes. Uh, so I think that was a part of my upbringing um, that molded me into who I am today and being a seven maybe I'm not a therapist I don't know it's just my own <laughs> my own thinking and conclusion to how life has been but I think reading about the Enneagram and reading about what it means to be a seven and why sevens do what and like the weaknesses and all that stuff has been very insightful and has made me conscious of like the things that I do and um, for example if I maybe self-sabotaging myself I will know why um, so yeah I highly recommend you taking the Enneagram test and seeing what you are there's so much to learn about it and I think it is very insightful as for the Myers-Briggs I am a INFJ the letters in INFJ stand for introverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging. According to Trudy, the INFJ is someone who has a sense of personal integrity and a drive to help others realize their potential. They are creative and dedicated. They also have a talent for helping others with original solutions to their personal challenges. So that is my Myers-Briggs. I really do believe that I am a good mesh of the two. Um, and I don't know, I really love just learning about people's 
Myers-Briggs and Enneagrams. And like I said before, I don't think like you are exactly how they describe it, but I think there are big characteristics to each of those personality types that I see a lot of people have. And then just for fun, if you are interested in astrology, I am a Sagittarius. Online it says Sagittarians are optimistic and adventurous. It's funny because all three of those have a few things in common, but one that stands out the most is optimism. I do have a tendency to look at situations in a better light or look at things half full if you will say. It's not that I don't have any negative thoughts or that sometimes I don't spiral and let negative thoughts consume me but for the most part my mind is wired to look at situations optimistically. I think it is a really good trait to have but I do catch myself sometimes before I say something positive to someone when um, they're facing a negative situation because although I think it is good to be optimistic I've learned that it's okay to give space for negative emotions and situations And once you've given yourself or that person time to process that negative emotion or situation, then it might be the right time to switch the lens and try to find some positive in the light of what has happened. But of course, case by case scenario, whether you wholeheartedly believe or don't believe any of those personality stuff is really up to you. But I think they're fun to know um, those little facts about people. And I do believe at least with the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs, they help paint a picture of who someone is and what they're like to a certain extent. So what inspired me to start this podcast four and a half years ago? I feel like at the time, there wasn't a lot of people talking about the struggles of post-grad. I was going through that post-grad experience as a first generation, so the road looked very hazy for me. I didn't know how to navigate it, but also I felt like there were so many topics to dive deeper and discuss on just being a young adult in your 20s and that was kind of missing in the digital space at that time. So that was one reason why I wanted to start the podcast but another reason why was because I enjoyed having these type of conversation with friends and I feel like sometimes you can't constantly have these type of conversations with your friends because some of these conversations are more deeper and you know sometimes in your friend group you can't just have deep conversations sometimes it needs like a little bit lightheartedness type of conversations as well so I didn't want to bombard my friends with these types of uh, topics Um, so that was another reason and another reason the third reason was because I was kind of phasing out of YouTube at that point and I thought it'd be fun to kind of learn a new platform Um, so I think that that ties into the Enneagram 7. Uh, So those are the reasons why I started this podcast. I have been adding these podcast episodes to YouTube as well. Some of them have video podcasts to it. So if you guys are interested in watching those, um, you guys can check it out and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have been posting a little bit more on YouTube as well. I want YouTube 
besides like the podcast episodes, I want YouTube to be a place where I can enjoy editing and just like the whole process of it. I don't want to ever feel rushed to upload a vlog or a video besides, you know, the podcasts related ones. So if you guys are interested in watching those, those will be on my YouTube channel. Anyways, back to why I started this whole podcast thing. In between those years, I took some breaks here and there with the podcast since I was doing them in seasons where I would be on for a couple months and then I would take a break so that I could recharge. And I think during my last break, which was longer than I intended, TikTok blew up. And with the pandemic, it seemed like everyone was creating a podcast or creating content. And it made me feel like there wasn't space for me to share and continue with this podcast because it felt saturated and I started to question what value could I add to this, you know, digital space. However, as someone who also consumes content, one thing I've noticed is that sometimes it's not necessarily the message or content that is, you know, the most important, but also who the messenger is. For example, I can listen to maybe 10 people give me the same lesson or tell me the same story or tell me the same joke, but I don't fully take it in. And then the 11th person comes along and for some reason, the way that they convey the message, the story, the joke really speaks to me and I'm able to resonate with it more even though it's the same message, same story, same joke from all the other 10 previous people. Maybe this messenger has a background or qualities that are similar to me that I can't find in those other 10. So I think, yes, sometimes it does feel like the space can feel saturated, but we each come from different backgrounds and have unique qualities that maybe make us more relatable to some than others. And maybe the person who is listening finds us a little bit more relatable than someone else who may be also doing the same thing that we're doing. That is something I still struggle with at times when I start to think too much and the imposter syndrome starts to loom in. I think especially when you are a person of color or and a woman, sometimes you see all those that are already established out there doing what it is that you want to do. You kind of start to question whether you have anything worth providing, if anyone will want to hear what you have to say, and if there is any space for you. Even in the workforce, I know there are people who feel this way as well. I do sometimes let myself spiral <laughs> for a bit, but then I remember something I heard from Gary Vee when he was asked how he felt about how all these apps are copying one another and his response was well you know burger king looks like mcdonald's adida looks like nike and so even though his main message in that is that if you are successful people will want to copy you um what i also take from that message is that there is space for you you may be doing something similar to what others are already doing, but there are unique qualities to you that will draw people in. Because all these brands, all these apps, they do almost the same thing as their competitors, yet there is space for them and there are upcoming brands taking up that space as well. 
what keeps them around is that they have something unique about them that keeps people coming back. For example, all these social media apps are essentially almost all the same at this point. And even in their app editing system, it the interface is almost the same. But what keeps people around is that when the user is using this app and this you know interface and how they are providing the content, it gives a different vibe that the other apps can't really give. So my whole goal when I started this podcast was to create a community of those who are in their 20s sharing stories and advice on life and productivity while navigating this you know decade together because it's confusing and quite frankly it's exhausting most of the time (laughs) trying to figure things out and that mission has not changed since then although I'll share like a looming thought I have once in a while is what will I do when I turn 30 and I'm still podcasting I think about this quite often, especially now that I'm like approaching my late 20s. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. But I'm not gonna worry too much and think too much about it right now or else I'll start spiraling again. (laughs) But anyways, I grew up watching content creators on YouTube and they really inspired me to live out my life from watching their vlogs, which inspired me to go out and create moments and memories to you know, advice videos when I needed help with something, but I had no one to turn to. So I guess growing up consuming that content has inspired me to do the same. Um, What is funny is I started my YouTube channel like 10 years ago, I believe. It all started with DIY videos. I'm a big arts and do-it-yourself type of person. So I always liked making homemade things and giving them out to friends. I decided why not share it online and make tutorials as well. That's how my channel first started and I phased out of it a little because so many people started making DIY videos and some people had, you know, the resources and money to buy all these supplies and crank out videos more than twice a week and it felt very overwhelming to me, especially because I was a high schooler with no money to compete on that level. But I feel like I have slowly dabbled back into a similar type of content again after 10 years, especially with my pottery videos as I'm filming the process. It brings back memories of when I used to do DIY videos and share them online on YouTube, which I'm now doing with my pottery videos. So that is how this whole content journey really began that was like the start of this whole thing the evolution of how it led to creating a podcast this year i have been taking it more seriously because i never fully committed myself to it and i think i owe it to myself to be all in and see what can come from it however my goal is truly to build a community of like-minded people Um, where we can have these conversations and be candid and, you know, share what is the hard part of being in your 20s, but also the joy and how we can make things a little better for ourselves. Um, I know that those who listen to the podcast are loyal listeners, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It really is one of the reasons why I decided to commit and continue releasing episodes. 
this period of my life is unique because I feel like I'm back to where I was when I first graduated. When I first graduated, I had this vision that I would be in public relations or communications because that was my degree. But then a little over six months after graduation, the pandemic hit and I really didn't know what I was going to do. Like most of you guys out there, I feel I was fortunate enough to have a full-time job as a business analyst and I feel like that gave me some direction as I was learning um, what the job entails. So I had, you know, my focus on that. Now three years into corporate and being 26 in my mid-20s, I feel like a lot of the same confusion and questions I had in my early 20s when I first graduated are coming back. A lot of what am I going to do next? Where is my life taking me? Is this really what the rest of my life will look like? What do I even want to do with my life? These are such big questions that you can't simply answer in one sitting. And on top of that, we're full adults with responsibilities and we have other factors to consider before making any big life decisions. So if I'm being honest, that's where I am. And for a good two years in between, a little after graduation and now, I thought I did figure it out and had those questions answered. But now it seems like the fog has come back and the questions are in the air again for me to try to find answers. After working three years in corporate, I see how much it can feel like a rat race, but also like we're running on a hamster wheel where every day is essentially almost the same. And with the state of the economy and inflation, it really feels like a lot of us are out there on survival mode and not actually living. I've learned that a lot of what it means to be in your 20s is learning to find what really aligns with your soul, no matter what society standards are or what is supposed to be, or what you think life in your 20s is supposed to be. And that is why I think unlearning is so important. In episode 100, um, I talked a lot about the importance of unlearning in your 20s. So I know I'm not the only one who is feeling this quarter-life crisis, but I am hoping that by sharing in continuing this podcast, it'll open a dialogue where we can talk more about it. Um, so I hope, you know, through this podcast, I can share the struggles, share my advice, and build a supportive community where we can help each other one way or another, some way, somehow. I know that through these episodes, it's really just me talking to you guys if there aren't any guests, but I'm always open to hearing your struggles, your advice that you would like to share, or your stories. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye! Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.